Hello, hello, good morning, my friends. Welcome to Monday or Sunday afternoon. If you are, or Sunday evening, Sunday, Sunday, <laughs> in other parts of the world, good morning. Welcome to Monday if you are in the Southern Hemisphere and having all of the fun on this very, very lovely Monday morning. Now, I thought that I would just have a quick word with you today on, I guess, breaking stuff down and making things really easy and helping you to make some really good, strong, strategic kinds of decisions. So what I wanted to give you a bit of an analogy of when it comes to your hot, cold clients, so those people that you would really love more than anything in the world to work with, most likely you are going to find that there is a values match between them and you. Now, if you think about those people that you really love to listen to, the people that you're like, think about your friends, right? So let's think about your friends first and foremost. I imagine, and I would almost put money on it, that if your friends are good friends, that they probably share some similar traits to you, some similar characteristics to you, some similar morals and some similar values. You know, I look at the friends that I have these days and the friends that I've got at the moment, they are all family orientated. They're all like they, I guess they, they, they share similar life views to me. Now I know for a, uh, for, for, a for a lot of, <laughs> from a lot of things from, from one perspective, I'm very black and white right? I'm like, this is the right thing to do. This is the wrong thing to do. I've got very strict and high morals and, you know, for myself and for my family, but not always, like this isn't always mirrored in other people. So I think some of the things that we've got to really think about are what are the things when you're looking at the people in your newsfeed, when you're looking at the people that you're surrounding yourself by, there are going to be people who you're just like, no, so let me just type this in here. So the people that you're surrounded by. So one of the big uh, quotes that I remember when I first started uh, growing my business, oh, it's 11.11, FYI. One of the big things that I remember hearing about was I, I think it was my style and branding trainer, Hi Leanne, going way back in 2010, one of the things that she said to me was that you are the sum of the five people that you surround yourself by. And I think that was because she'd been to a Tony Robbins thing and she'd heard about that. And it is big in the coaching world, right? And it's big in, the, in any kind of space. If you think about the people that you are typically surrounded by, there are lots of they're, they're reflections of you right? And generally, if you look at the five people that you're surrounded you're, that you're surrounded by, if you're surrounded by people with low moral values, in my view of the world, if you're surrounded by people who are not driven by impact, if you're surrounded by people who are on the lowest socioeconomic uh, barometer, we tend to be the mirrored uh, reflection of those people. So if you want to have a life where you're creating more impact, if you want to have a life where you're making more money, if you want to have a life where you're living from a place of being focused on the positives, you know, not, not destructive, positive thinking, because, you know, that's a bit of a thing as well, but more, you know, this is, this is a kind of life I want to build. This is the kind of thing that I want to create. I'm a cup half full type person. Then you need to surround yourself with people like that so that to, to keep you moving forward and upward. 
I remember a girlfriend of mine um, going back years and years ago, she was a, a, a good friend during a, a particular period of time. And I ended up, I was really sad. I felt really awful about it. I am someone who is loyal, possibly to a fault and to my own detriment some of the time uh, by other people's, what other people have said to me. It's like, mm, you should have pulled the pin before that. And I, I like to really see the best of best in people, but when we have a values conflict or a morals conflict or a, a a view of the world conflict, I find it really hard to keep them in my world. So I am typically a cup half full person. I focus on the silver lining. I focus on what I can do, what we can do, how we can help move people forward, you know, take a progress. Now, it's not to the point where I'm like, oh, you know, we're just going to pretend that none of that bad shit happened so that we can focus on the positive. No, that's not what I mean. You know, I'm aware that that stuff's going on, but I choose not to focus on that. I choose to focus on being resourceful and moving forward. And so for me, this is where there have been times in my world where people have said different things to me. I'm like, that's a deal breaker in my head. I'm like, that is a deal breaker. I can't, I can't hang out with that person there. It's just far too out of my, uh, my moral compass. I remember having a chat to my therapist about this. And one of the things that he said to me, this is going back a few years ago, she said, oh, Nicola, like you are so, you've got such a strong moral compass. Now, I know I do. Like I've got a very strong sense of right and wrong due to a whole bunch of experiences and training and learning and education and life experience and all the rest of it. I've, I've got from, I would agree with him. I've got a very strong moral compass and by my view of the world. And when I meet someone who does not share that, I find that it creates almost like a disconnect in rapport with me, right? So for me, that's a deal breaker. If I don't find that the people that I'm surrounded by share my views of the world, not because I'm trying to live in an echo chamber, but because I want certain things, you know, I want to be moving forwards and moving towards a particular direction. It's so important that you've got people around you. Now, if you think about your hot cold clients, right? So hot cold clients, trademark, hot cold clients is the word that I use for your ideal perfect client, your avatar, the people that you really want to work with. Now, for me, the people that I want to work with, they share my values. You guys, like your family is important, whether it's whether you have children or whether you don't have children. It doesn't matter on what that family dynamic looks like, but family is important. Your well-being is important. Helping people is important. Being kind and gracious and strong and resilient, that is important to you. If it wasn't important, you wouldn't be following me. Like you wouldn't even be in my world. You'd be like, oh, fuck Nicola, like she's just, she's just too much like hard work. You know, I can't do that. But you're focused on, on being of value and being of service and, and being the best version of you that you can be, right? That's my whole driver. That's my compass. That's my North Star, right? That's what I'm always pushing towards. And so that's reflected for you. So when you think about your hot, cold clients, what a lot of people will think about is, oh, uh, like they, they don't get specific enough around who they want in their world because sometimes we can feel a bit desperate, right? Sometimes it's like, well, I don't really, I don't care. I just need the fucking money and I've just got to be able to bring these people in. 
the downside to doing something like that and, and kind of like leaving it open for carte blanche is that you can end up with these people that you're like, I wouldn't want to go and, you know, have a glass of champagne with them. If they were in my town, I would not answer the phone. You don't want to, I don't know about you, but I would not ever want to be in, in that situation uh, based on a values or a morals conflict, right? If we think about the people that um, anger you or infuriate you or piss you off or like rub you up the wrong way, it's usually because energetically, emotionally, and ethically, they are probably not sharing your your, volu your values. <laughs> That's your morals and your values wrapped up into one world, by the way. Um, yeah, exactly, right? You know, to me, I mean, it doesn't mean that you don't be, you're right, Janine, exactly. Happy Monday, by the way, again. Uh, you know, the thing is, is that there are, like, it doesn't mean that you don't have, like, differing opinions on things, because I think that's also actually really important. Again, like, I don't want to be surrounded by yes people, or like the yes men, you know, as the, as the saying goes. I want to be surrounded by people who challenge me, but share my values, who might kind of like help me to look at different perspectives, but share my morals. And this is the same with my ideal clients. You know, I, I and I, I, I really work, not hard, because it's just kind of ingrained these days, but, you know, I make sure that the people that I'm bringing in as much as I can are these same kinds of people. So how do you do this online, right? Because you don't, we don't generally go, okay, so this is my black and white view of the world, you know, bang and bang. And if you don't like it, fuck off. You know, we don't normally go out to market in, in that kind of a way, right? So how do you articulate what your morals and your values are and maybe what your deal breakers are? It's really easy in my opinion. All you need to do is show up as you, right? Now, in the, the, the content that you're creating, not only your educational-based content, but also your lifestyle-based content, that stuff articulates, whether you like it or not, it's got a, a message that goes through, like almost like an energetic message that ripples through everything that you're doing and everything that you're creating and everything that you're saying. So if I'm out there uh, like using values as an example, something that's really important to me is health, right? So I will, and you know, I, I come from a history of not having an excellent relationship with food. And I, I don't know how, like when I was 19, 20 years old, uh, yeah, 19, 20, around that, around that time, probably should have been diagnosed with an eating disorder. I wasn't, uh, but I probably should have. I didn't have an excellent relationship with food. And as I've gotten older, I've, I've learned more about nutrition. I've learned to love myself for the most part. And the things that are really important to me in terms of, in terms of values is my health and my well-being, not just physically, but also emotionally and mentally. And so I'll talk a lot about the things that I do outside of work to achieve balance. So I'll talk about, or I'll put photos up. These are the lifestyle stuff. You know, I put photos up about being vegan. I put, oh, 90 8% vegan, unless there's like M&Ms on the menu and then, <laughs> hey, Shan, good morning. Uh, so then like, that's really important to me. I'll, I'll put photos up about skating. I put photos up of my family. We put photos up of, the, of going on walks. I put, 
you know, inspirational stuff up, 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 up all the time. And that's not about me saying, hey, you know, look at me, I'm a health person. It's about saying, hey, you know what, amongst everything, health is something that's also really important in my values. Uh, I haven't talked about it a lot, actually, but I've also been, I, I don't drink these days. I don't think, I think throughout the whole of last year, I had maybe three glasses of champagne. I haven't really drunk anything since October, uh, 2019. It's a really long time. And that's purely, the, the decision was purely based on, I want to create the healthiest vessel, you know, physically that I can possibly create. That wasn't a values decision. Sorry, that wasn't a, oh, I don't want to drink decision. That was a, just based on my health. If health is a really strong value for me, then what was out of alignment? And the thing that out was out of alignment was drinking, you know? So I decided to not really do it anymore. And I don't miss it. I really, for the most part, sometimes I do. And I've got, I've given myself permission that if I choose to have a drink, then I will. But if I don't, then that's, you know, I just, I just don't drink really. So there's, there's that. Now, I guess part of the, the thing that I look at is from a, you know, morals, values, deal breaker perspective is like, I look at the things that are going to just kind of like shift the needle a little bit. You know, if I'm really focused on being the best version of me that I can be, then what do I need to do just to, just to inch forward ever so slightly? Now, for me, I guess the, uh, the thing that I always do is like, I, I really, I want to work with people that I like. <laughs> you know, why would anybody want to work with people that I don't like? I have no idea. But, you know, I'm really focused on making sure that the people that I'm bringing into my world and the people that I really want to work with are people who are kind of similar to me. And it's not about Thank you, Janine. I'm so glad because it's not about me saying, you know, hey, I'm better than you or hey, look at me. This is what I'm doing. Or, you know, I don't want anybody to have, feel like they have to live the kind of life that I have. But at the same time, you know, I've been that person. I've been that entrepreneur that has done hustle after hustle after hustle after hustle. I would drink uh, at the at the end of the day to celebrate. I have like a glass of champagne or two. I celebrate a really awesome day with a glass of champagne or two. I would celebrate a shitty day with a couple of glasses of champagne. I would celebrate Friday with, you know, a, probably a bottle of champagne. And it wasn't every night, but it was the kind of thing where I was like, I was like, right, well, hustle, 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 hustle. I deserve this. I want this reward. Uh, I was working a lot and that was the way that I would wind down wind down except it was that's the opposite right because alcohol tends to like ramp you up so for me what I I guess what I looked at is like well I'm tired of getting up every morning feeling foggy not every morning many mornings feeling sort of like foggy and lethargic and tired um I didn't want to be on the hustle bandwagon all day every day I didn't want to be that person that was so exhausted that I didn't have the tolerance or the patience for my kids. You know, the thing that I looked back at was the big reason for me building this business was so that I had freedom, yet I was chained to the desk, chained to my phone, chained to the camera, uh, chained to my computer, and there was no time and no space for anything else. So, like That's kind of like the polar opposite of fucking freedom, right? It's just bullshit. So that was that was a big wake up call for me. 
I, um, you know, for me, I, my, my ex was an alcoholic and I didn't want to go down that track. And what I was looking down, like if I future paced myself, if I'd carried on down that track, then the potential, cause I have a bit of a, having a bit of a, an addictive personality. If I looked down that forward, down that track, I could see that I could end up down, down that way. And I did not want to go down that track. So I had to make some adjustments. I don't want to be unhealthy. I want my body to be able to perform. I want to be young. I want to be able to run around with my children. I want to be able to play roller derby and hit people and, you know, have a whole lot of fun and not feel like I'm <gasps> expiring and dying like five minutes in. So for me, those values, uh, they have a ripple effect into everything, right? But the, the very thing that I was working to create, which was freedom, was being done in the complete opposite way. It was ridiculous. So I had to make some big changes. Now, when I look at the mentors that I chose to work with, they were hustle people. They were grind, grind, grind people. They would celebrate with alcohol. They would commiserate with alcohol. Uh, I would feel bad if I wasn't working on the weekend, so I'd work on the weekend. You know, I really looked at what they were doing. There's this, and this is this whole thing about who you're surrounded people, like who you're surrounded by. I thought back then that the way to be successful was by being like that, by doing that, and by having that look look like my world. Now, I could still work from anywhere. I still have that laptop lifestyle, and I'm, I still do today, right? I still have that laptop lifestyle today. Uh, I'm not bound by a bricks and mortar business. I'm, I can be anywhere. I can do anything. I can do trainings on the, on the plane, for goodness sakes. You know, I can do anything where, wherever I want, whenever I want. So I really have now created freedom. But what I really needed to find was someone who I could immerse myself or learn from and show me a different perspective because I didn't believe in 2000, even in 2015 or 2016, I started working with a mentor who was like, you know, I'm making a hundred grand a month without making sales calls in the way that I was doing it without salespeople, without a big, massive team. I'm like, really? <laughs> like, this can be done? Oh my God. Like my mind was blown, right? Like, holy shit. Now I was making, uh, at that time I was sitting around 75, 80 grand a month. And I was like, you know, if I can make the same money in half the time, then that equals freedom for me. And then I can go and do the stuff that I want to do, like hang out with my kids and, you know, not feel bad and, you know, all this sort of shit. It's like, wow. Okay. So I had to really find a different community to surround myself with so that I could be pulled into a, almost by osmosis, into a different sort of paradigm. And, and the people who we were working with in terms of my peers, my friends, and that kind of thing, were people who were living the lifestyle as well as having the business. I really didn't think back then that we could, that I could have both. I didn't think that I was deserving of both. I felt like the way that I'd sold my programs, that I had to be available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you know, onto everything all the time. And, you know, it doesn't have to be like that. You can do that if you want. You know, if you want to work 24 hours a day, seven days a week and, and whatever, then heck, you know, go for it if, if that's what you're choosing. But for me, I was, I used to be so scared of 
of going, all right, well, what is it that I actually really want? And then how do I find the people to surround myself to help me get to that point? I was so scared to even articulate what I wanted because I felt like a selfish bitch going, well, I actually only want to work 25 hours a week. I want to make $100,000 a month. I want to only work with the most amazing humans. You know, it was a real, it was a real kind of like, um, it was a really interesting mental battle, I guess. But for me now, if I'm looking at working with someone and I will go and have a look at their social media profiles. And if all I'm seeing is the, the results, 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 work hard, slay, you know, hustle, rah, rah. You know, if you're, you're like, if you're not doing the grind, then you're not going to get the result. That kind of thing. Like that for me is a deal breaker. If I am going in and like I was interviewed by someone that I didn't know a couple of weeks ago, I went and had a look at his profile and he was talking about his kids. He was talking about how amazing his work is. He was talking about how awesome his clients were. And I'm like, you know what? That even just talking about his family, I'm like, I, I really, I, it, it gave me an idea about who he was. It gave me an idea about what his values were, about perhaps what his morals were. And I was like, you know what? That's a hell yes. I Like I get a good vibe from this person. So how does this relate to you and what you're doing? The thing that you've got to be doing, in my very humble opinion, is going out and, and sharing. Hi, Amanda. You've got to be going out and sharing the kinds of things that are important to you with your audience, not with a view of going, you know, this is who I am because I'm better than you. And it's not about saying like, this is how I do it. You should do it too. But it helps your audience to look at you and make a determination. And this stuff tends to happen unconsciously. They're not usually thinking about it from the front of their brain, their critical thinking brain going, oh, it feels like the values are a mismatch here, or I don't really like their morals. You know, it's about trying to make it really easy for them to make a decision, pardon me, that you are the person for them, right? And it's really important that you do this. And so if in any relationship, like if you imagine that you've um, just met someone for the first time and you're like, let's go and have coffee. And maybe you think that they could become a good friend of yours, right? It could be on the dating scene. It could be anything like that. You will go and, and you'll ask some questions uh, and what you're doing is you're trying to decide whether or not this person is worthy of your time investment and they are doing the same, right? Is this someone that, that I would want to let into my home? Is this someone that I would want to let into my life? Is this somebody that I'd want to introduce my partner or my children to? Is this someone that I would want to, you know, if, if time is, a, is an important resource, time's a very important resource for me. I don't want to spend time flapping my gums with somebody where there's a values and a morals misalignment. That's a deal breaker, right? So if you think about it, like we want to be friends with people who are similar to us, who share similar values, who share similar morals to us. Maybe they're not quite as black and white as you are. and Maybe they have got some different opinions on some different things. But if they're all overall like a 90, let's say like a 90% match, that 10% is kind of like you can, you know, let that go unless there is a deal breaker in there. I've got some deal breakers. Uh, you know, if, if I'm chatting to people and if they're like, they're, they, they might be particularly racist or 
whatever the case might be. Uh, there might be something that comes up and I'm just like, no, nah, that's a deal breaker. It's like, Psh, done, I'm out of there. So what I want you to think about today, what I encourage you to think about today is who are you surrounding yourself with? Who have you got around you who is supporting you in the mission that you're on? I'm not just talking about mentors, but I'm talking about all of your people and how are you communicating what your morals and values are out there into the online world so that you're able to bring in the most amazing clients and customers and experiences and mentors and coaches and you know whatever else your cheerleaders like all the people that you need to be successful right because we are not an island it's not just us we need a really important strategic strong awesome support network around us to get what we want because what we want is different to what the masses want. What we want, what we want to create an online business that, that affords us the freedom, the lifestyle, the choice, the impact, the influence, the notoriety, the fun, the you know everything that you want in your world and in your business for yourself, for your partners, for your children, for your families, for, for just for you, for your clients. You know, we want to be uh, a bit strategic around how we're bringing these people in. So just have a think about how you're positioning this kind of thing so that when your people see you, they can make that decision. Yep, this person seems like they're for me or you know what? Nah, they're, they're so far, you know, off the off the reservation that I'm just, it, it's just, nah, it's just a hell no. That's what we want to try and create for your audience. So that's the importance of sharing some of these things outside of perhaps your normal educational-based content that you might generally put out there. So on that note, I am going to love you and leave you and let you get back into your Sunday evening if you are in the Northern Hemisphere or into your the rest of your Monday if you are down south. I'm going to love you and leave you. You know what you need to do. You need to get yourself out there, go help some people, have a whole ton of fun doing it. Remember the world is ready for your brand of awesome. And the final thing that I just want to say really quickly, I thought I was out, but I'm not quite out. I've got a brand new four-part video training series about to hit the sound waves and the video waves coming up for you, hopefully later on today, maybe tomorrow, I am not sure. And we have got the most fun and amazing thing happening towards the end of this month. I'm really excited. It's called Visible, the Immersive Experience, uh, where we're going to hang out for a total of about five or six weeks, rocking all of this kind of stuff, getting everything uh, up and out there with accountability, with fun and support and everything else like that. So keep your eyeballs open. It is going to be a hell of a lot of fun. All right, everybody, have an awesome Monday or when you're when you hit Monday, have an awesome Monday. And I will talk to you, if not before, I will see you tomorrow. You rock. Goodbye.